You know, franchising is is just a a monster business. The United States of America. I mean, overall, there's something like eight hundred and five thousand franchise units. There are over seventy five thousand here in Texas, and they're growing like crazy. So, what kind of bi- business is it? What's the attrition rate? How did it come out of COVID? Some of the questions we can ask to Matt Haller, who's the CEO of the International Franchise Association, who just wrapped up uh, a seminar here in Dallas, a meeting, a roadshow, talking about open for opportunity. Mr. Haller joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Hey, thank you, David. It's great to be with you guys. Thank you. So what's the state of this business? I mean, the, the attrition rate for small businesses in any country and in the U.S., is just staggering. I mean, something like, what, 80% don't make it through three years? Yeah, it's high. Uh, and, you know, franchising is no certain, certainly no guarantee of success. But, you know, if you find the right partner, partner brand, uh, and, you know, you understand your obligations on both sides of that franchise relationship, uh, you know, you're going to have a better chance of success than uh, certainly going it alone. I think we've seen that uh, you know, across our category, we see that in how our members performed um, better than uh, non-franchise small businesses coming out of COVID um, and even during COVID. Uh, and we see it now they're dealing with you know, challenges in the labor market, challenges with inflation and the supply chain. I mean, these are all the benefits of, uh, of going uh, in a franchise model. So how does somebody who's thinking about looking at this from the franchisee side, I guess. Uh, how do you look at it? How do you vet? Do you look at, because, I mean, the stories that I hear, they, they, you know, they don't want to be tied to their their marketing costs or, you know, have to buy exclusively from the franchisor. How do you how do you vet the, a candidate? Well, the, the franchisor is, it, the, the cool thing about franchising is the franchisor will teach somebody, you know, how to run the business. I mean, that is, that is inherent in the, in the model. So it's the mentoring. So, yeah, it's the mentoring. It, it, it's the mentoring. It's the training. It's the peers in the franchise system. You know, if you're going to go into a system, you're going to have dozens, hundreds, maybe even thousands of other small business owners running the exact same business you're running but in a different market. And you're gonna be able to draw on somebody that might be in that business for 30 years um, and has seen you know, all the good, all the bad and everything in between. And as a new entrant in that, in that system, uh, you'll be able to lean on that expertise. And your interests in the, in most cases, your interests are you know, inherently aligned, right? Franchisors don't make money unless their franchisees are making money. Right. I mean, that's that's the way that the that the model works when it works well. Um, and w- when you talk about, you know, supply chain and, you know, franchisee that might be frustrated, you know, sort of being forced to buy, you know, a product or a service, you know, directly from a vendor that's been approved. Um, you know, the franchisor's job is to demonstrate that, you know, they're getting that product or that service at a lower price um, due to the economy of scale than a franchisee might be able to obtain it, uh, you know, going, you know, to some, you know, other vendor uh, for that, um, but also demonstrate that there is the requirement that there's that consistency in the product or the service for the consumer. And there's an inherent benefit in that um, so that when you go to a McDonald's in Dallas, you know, you're going to get the exact same experience as one, you know, where I am today in Washington. 
they, you know, there are all sorts of franchises and you can, you know, lube jobs to Bracos and, but I mean, we think of it, you know, in terms of food and I, 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 I look for the point of difference. I tell you, I don't know. I don't know how it is up there. I've never seen so many hot chicken places in my life. <laughs> They're open and wings and, and and knocking off Wingstop, trying to trying to sell chicken wings. I mean, there are sort of fads that run, aren't there? Yeah, there are fads that run. Um, you know, chicken is certainly having its moment right now, um, and hot chicken in particular is having its moment. Uh, but you mentioned restaurants are only forty percent of the franchise economy. So, you know, the hotel industry is another 10%. So that's, you know, restaurants and hospitality broadly is only half the franchise economy. Um, service businesses. We had an event uh, in Irving yesterday uh, at Neighborly's uh, World Headquarters. They have 31 different service brands, you know, plumbing, Mr. Rooter, um, you know, window replacement with Window Genie, uh, landscaping, uh, you know, all of these things that you need to repair or improve uh, your home or your business. A lot of these are business to business type services. Um, we had Fast Signs franchisees uh, participating uh, yesterday. Uh, the guy was joking that uh, one of the fr- uh, Fast Signs franchisees was joking about how when he set out to become a franchisee, he was hell bent on becoming a McDonald's franchisee. He just watched the founder, um, the movie with Michael Keaton about Ray Kroc and the founding of McDonald's. Right. And, you know, as soon as he started working with this uh, franchise consultant um, who helps franchisees find opportunities that they can match with, you know, he learned, you know, there are businesses that you can run and they're only open five days a week and eight hours a day. Um, and they might have a you know greater return on investment than a restaurant business. So, you know, that there is a full range of things uh, if you are interested in becoming a franchisee, you know, to really consider. Um, and I think the, the beautiful thing, as I said earlier, is. You don't have to have the experience as a, you know, electrician or a plumber or a restaurateur um, in order to, to be a successful business owner. You've got to have some capital. You've got to be able to work hard and be an operator if that's the type of model you're going to go into. Um, and you and you want to be the person that is entrepreneurial, but you're not going to go in there and reinvent the wheel, right? Um, that's another thing. Um, you know, it's not for every type of sort of entrepreneur, you got to follow the system. You have to know what your obligations are and understand what the obligations of the brand are. And when you find, and there are a lot of people that are, that, that, that works very well with, uh, and that's the, that's when you find that great match. Well, and I guess you need to read the community and know what's missing or know what niche that you can fill, but it's intriguing to me that the greatest concentration of franchises is in the South and, and in particular in the, in the southeast why why is that well our members you know it's like the old adage like why did you know bank robbers rob banks well that's where the money is right uh (laughs) and you know our members are going where the people are um and to a degree where the business environment is a little more favorable for um franchise development and for uh you know small business owners to to operate you know without the heavy hand of government um so much so obviously texas has a a growing population um, it's got a favorable regulatory environment. Um, and, you know, that's very conducive for uh, prospective franchisees and for our members to, you know, who have white space uh, in the state where there's population growth to, you know, add unit count, as we call it. So Texas is the number one state for franchise growth, according to our um, forecast that we put out in March um, this year. Um, it'll be almost to double the rate of growth um, in terms of establishments and job creation um, in the franchise economy. 
And the two sectors that are growing the fastest are the quick service restaurant industry. Um, so a lot of those hot chicken franchises uh, <laughs> and others and the commercial and residential services uh, industries. People have been putting a lot into their homes uh, and their businesses to improve their conditions uh, coming out of COVID. And that is a huge growing category uh, of, uh, of the franchise economy. You know, that's really what I was going to ask. I mean, aside from hot chicken, uh, what is generically, what is the hot area? Salads. I see a lot of, you know, salad franchises that are showing up too. But wh- wh- what's the next, what's the next big thing? Yeah, smoothies are big. Um, you know, smoothies and salads, like a company called Tropical Smoothie Cafe, they've been doing a lot. Um, Smoothie King is headquartered, um, actually in the Dallas area. They're doing right. quite well, um, as well. So that's another, um, hot era. The other one I would add is, um, specialty fitness. Um, so not, not, I mean, the big box gyms, Planet Fitness, Anytime Fitness, a lot of those places are doing very well. People are more focused on their health than ever coming out of the pandemic. Um, but also boutique fitness, so concepts, um, like a company called Stretch Zone, uh, and other kind of yoga studios and other more boutique fitness, um, concepts that are smaller footprint, um, uh, in terms of the amount of real estate that's necessary to operate one of these. Those are doing very well as well. I would guess the challenge would continue to be, um, employees. I mean, we've got something like three quarters of a million employees uh, just in Texas alone that work in the franchise industry. But it's tough to, to find those people and to replace them. And I would guess the other challenge has got to be real estate, finding the right real estate. Yeah. Now, you hit on it. Uh, finding qualified labor is is certainly the, the top challenge for uh, franchisees and franchisors. Um, so we're not immune from that in the, in the franchise system. Uh, I will say that um, you know, it's not just about pay and about benefits. It's about culture and sort of being feeling like you're you're part of something bigger. And that's something in franchising that, you know, you are able to point to. Right. You're part of a nationally or regionally recognized brand um, and something that our members have increasingly been leveraging um, in their employee recruitment efforts uh, at the franchisee level. Um, and on the real estate side, you know, for people that might be considering becoming a franchisee, I mean, that's another benefit of a, of a franchise model. There are dedicated individuals yeah. at every brand that are helping negotiate leases um, and do site selection so that you're going to open your business in a favorable market so it's um, same, and with same more thing, favorable terms. So same thing true for capital? I mean, available, do they do they bring it availability is, yeah. I mean, of capital? A lot of relationships with lending institutions um, that, that exist. That was really helpful to franchisees with the Paycheck Protection Program um, and other uh, COVID relief during the pandemic. And it's helpful um, now as we're dealing with this, you know, banking crisis um, to, you know, be able to point to, uh, you know, data in a in a business model and within a system that shows you know profitability uh and a you know track record of success for a new owner to be able to go to a lender and say there are a hundred other businesses that are doing this um with their um, unit level economics uh and that's why you know I, I you know it's not as much of a risk to take a chance on offering uh offering me favorable terms for a loan matt haller is the ceo of international franchise association which is a business category that has grown like crazy, and particularly here in Texas. It's good to spend some time with you. Thank you. Thank you, David. Have a great rest of your week. Thanks a lot. For more of our conversation, go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.